when we think of the traditions of the church and we think about religious behavior, religious things that people do, there's, there's no victory there. The only victory is found in what Jesus Christ accomplished through His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Whenever there is a victory, there also has to be a defeat. And when Christ died on the cross for our sins, and He was buried, and He rose again from the dead, there were defeated enemies. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around a person that is really well-liked, but uh, when, when people try to say something really nice about them, they'll say something like this. You know, he or she, they don't have an enemy in the world. That's not true. Everybody has at least three devastating enemies. One is a person. The other, being sin, is a principle. And the third is a predicament. And if you will, join with me as we consider about these three enemies that rise before every one of us and we find ourselves being attacked by each one of them. Every person has a powerful enemy and the first one is Satan. A person. When we think about the entrance of sin into creation, we have to go back before sin entered humankind because sin actually began in the angelic creation. When God created the angels, He created them with the opportunity to make a decision, to make a choice. And the choice that they made was to follow Satan, who was at the early part of his creation, an anointed cherub. He was one of the most beautiful of all the creation that God made. And yet, he made this statement, I will be like God. And in his decision-making process, he chose to exalt himself to the place that only God himself deserves to be. When Satan did that, there were a host of the angelic creation that followed him and chose to make him their king and their lord. And the Bible tells us in a variety of different places, if you look in, in Ezekiel chapter 28, You can also find it in Isaiah chapter 14. You'll find it recorded in the book of Jude in verse 6. You'll find it in 2 Peter chapter 2, where we're given a description of this fall of Satan and of the angels that followed him and what happened to them as they were cast to the earth. Now the battle for man's soul becomes paramount. Satan himself, in an effort to try to thwart the plan of God, does everything he can to bring to nothing the creation of mankind. And he becomes the agent through which sin enters the human race. The second enemy that we face is a principle. The principle of sin itself. Adam, like Satan in many regards, was given the opportunity to make a free choice. To choose to obey God or to choose to disobey God. And as the story unfolds, we find Satan making his best effort to, to cause mankind to plummet into the realm of sin. And through the deception that he brings to Eve, and then through the decision, the, the thought-through choice that Adam made, the Bible tells us that sin entered into the world. 
as by, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, in that all have sinned. And so you see, this, this principle of sin now enters the world, and we, as the descendants of Adam, become recipients of that sin. And the sin itself has done such a terrible thing to every one of us. It has caused us to have a spirit that is dead before God. The Lord tells us that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. It also involves our having a broken fellowship with our God. When we were created, we were created for the purpose of enjoying our God forever. But now because of the presence of sin within us, within humankind, and each one of us individually, our fellowship with God has been broken. You and I know this by evaluating ourselves. We also have dwelling within us a sin nature. Something that in us really directs our lives often to the things that are opposed to the standards of God's holy word. Where we commit acts of sin based upon the very nature that dwells within us. And that nature is, is in rebellion to our God. It also introduced another realm. It introduced into our lives bodies that are dying. And it has introduced into the creation around us a curse that is very obviously evident as we look around. We see all of the curse that goes throughout creation. All of the weeds and the hardships that come along, even with just trying to earn a living. The Lord said that man would earn his living by the sweat of his brow. The work that he was to perform initially now becomes very hard and very tedious. And so we have another enemy. The other enemy is sin. And the final enemy that each of us has is the enemy of death. A predicament that is true for every one of us. One of the things that we don't like talking about is the reality that death is coming our way. There are times when people will just ignore it. And frankly, that, that's one of the things that, that to me is most curious this morning, as, as we were making our way into church, I was looking around our neighborhood, and I realized that within, and, and I'm not picking on our neighbors, maybe I hope none of them are here. Um, well, no, I wish they were here, but <laughs> I'm looking around, and, and there's no thought of God. They're out raking leaves. They're doing the things that they would do any other day of the week. And there's no thought of God because there's no grasp of the reality what's coming their way. They should be hearing the footsteps of death because death is coming to every one of us. There are those that fear death and they wrestle within themselves trying to understand what is going to happen the day in which my life comes to an end. There are those that will do everything they can to fight against death. And, and I think most of us do that. If we have a disease, we try to have it treated. If we have an injury that's life-threatening, we try to have that cared for by, by medical means. And we do everything we can to delay death. But the fact of the matter is, 
Death is coming. And it's coming to each one of us. Those three enemies were engaged in mortal combat for three days. Satan had done everything he could to keep Jesus Christ from going to the cross of Calvary to pay the penalty for our sins. The sin that characterizes each one of us, as Dave had mentioned earlier, Grandpa Dave, that sin was placed upon Christ and he carried the punishment of our sin. And in that conflict, it appeared that the third enemy was victorious. Because death seems to have won. Christ was taken from the cross. He was wrapped. He was placed in a tomb. And a large stone was rolled in front of that tomb so that His disciples couldn't come and steal Him. There were guards that were placed at the tomb to try to guarantee the fact that Jesus would not be brought out of that tomb. But God's plan was totally different. And God had determined already that Christ was going to rise from the dead. And by the way, the tomb, the the stone that was rolled in front of the tomb didn't have to be rolled away for Him to come out. Do you all understand that? It was rolled away so that people could look in. And they could see that the Savior had risen from the dead and He had conquered sin, death, hell. When we look at those enemies that man faces once again, we look at that within now the light of the reason for which Christ came. And there are three portions of Scripture that tell us extremely accurately what it is that Christ came to do. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, we read this. For, the purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, And you know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him there is no sin. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. The three enemies, Satan himself, conquered by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, Victory was Christ's. Defeat was Satan's. And as we look at this, the Bible tells us that Satan was condemned. It tells us that the power that he had over mankind had been broken so that no one needs to obey Satan in his temptations that he brings our way. And we're told that he is a defeated enemy who is merely waiting for the final consequence of his defeat. You and I hear from time to time about a a prisoner who is placed on death row. And they're still living in the cell in which they're incarcerated. But the day is coming in which their demise is inevitable. And they'll be taken to the room of execution. And there their lives will be snuffed out. Satan is like one of those. He has already been defeated by Christ. But the ultimate defeat is yet to come. His final destruction is yet to come when Jesus Christ declares Himself to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords to rule and to reign forever. 
what a blessing to know that this enemy, Satan himself, stronger than every one of us, has been defeated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're also told about the second enemy, sin. When we are united with Christ through faith, it's not a work that you can perform. It's not some religious activity in which you can be engaged. Being baptized does not wash away your sins. It testifies to the fact that your sins are already washed away by the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ that cleanses from all sin when we trust Christ as our Savior. By grace, the free gift of God, are you saved through faith embracing the truth of what God Himself has revealed about His Son. By grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Who can brag about the forgiveness of their sins? We can't. As the Apostle Paul said, the only boast we have is in the cross of Jesus Christ. Christ died for our sins. He took the penalty that you and I deserve. He paid the price. And then He was buried and He rose again from the dead so that death itself could be conquered. This third enemy that we face is now a defeated foe as well. And what we find when we look at the the Scriptures is that the Bible tells us about the sting of death. I don't know if you still have your Bibles open to 1 Corinthians 15, but if you don't, just listen to this verse. Verse 55, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. The law is the strength of sin because we can't fulfill the law. But Jesus Christ did. He lived a perfectly sinless life in complete conformity to the law of God. And with Our union with Him, when we trust Christ as our Savior, and we open our hearts to what He did for us at the cross of Calvary, and we receive Him as our Savior, the Bible tells us that the victory that He won over death becomes our victory as well. Death has lost its sting because now we understand that death for the believer is merely a gateway into eternity. And the fear of death is gone. Listen, I've talked to you all before about the the fear of death itself. And, And I'm afraid of the way I'm going to die. Is that a bad thing to say and to admit? I I hope not. I mean I I would really like to die. Well, I've already told you how I'd like to die one way. I've got a couple ways I'd like to die. One way it would be wonderful to be preaching the word of God and take a final breath, and go into the Lord's presence, having been faithful by His grace to proclaiming His truth. That would be cool. I hope it doesn't happen right now. Because who's going to dismiss you? (laughs) But another way would be just quietly in my sleep. Go to sleep one night, close my eyes, wake up in heaven. But you never know. You never know. It could be disease. It could be accident. It could be just old age. But I'm going to die. 
But do you know what? There's no fear of what lies on the other side. That's where my Savior is. So death has lost its sting because now there's no fear in death. We leave this life and we enter into the presence of our Savior who loves us. And what's it going to be like? You know, the, the hymn writers, they, they try to capture that. They try to get the idea. And, and uh, the, there, was, there was one song, I, you know I'm not going to remember the words to it, but uh, uh, will I, uh, how does it go? Will I dance for him? Will I can only imagine, somebody's put me on the right track. I can only imagine, am I going to sing? Will I be so overwhelmed that I won't be able to say anything at all? Will I dance for Him? If I can, that'll be a miracle. I've never been able to dance. But I know this, when I see the Savior, all is well. Sin is gone. Satan, no longer any threat. Death conquered. And by the way, death is conquered for every person in this room. Whether you are a believer or not. Because the Bible tells us that there will be the resurrection of the just to everlasting life. And there will be the resurrection of the dead to everlasting condemnation. The lost who have never trusted Christ. What Jesus has done for us is He's given us the victory. The enemies have been defeated. You can have that victory when you reach out in faith and trust Christ as your Savior. And I hope that every person in this auditorium will rise with those who know Christ and will have victory over every one of the enemies, including death, as we are taken into His presence bodily following the resurrection and enjoy Him forever. Through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have victory. He won the victory. And when we're united with Him, we become the victors as well. My question to you is this. Will you trust Christ as your Savior? If you've never trusted Him, in simple faith, reach out and tell Him, Lord, I believe that Jesus died for me and I am trusting Him as my Savior. And by the grace of God, the Bible tells us you pass from death into life. He gives you forgiveness of all of your sins. Is that not great? By the way, let me add this. You don't have any sin that's too great for our Savior to forgive. Because our Savior is greater than any sin you have ever committed or any sin you could possibly commit. That's how great our Savior is. And He gives freely the gift of life when you trust in Him as your Savior. Please, don't leave here today without knowing Jesus as your personal Savior. Father, we are so thankful that You have provided for us the free gift of eternal life through Christ because of Your grace. How thankful we are that through simple faith 
we can reach out and trust what Jesus did for us at the cross of Calvary and through His resurrection three days later. How thankful I am that we as your children are identified with Christ in His victory over Satan, over sin, and over death. It's in Jesus' name that we give you the praise and the glory, O God. Amen.